0: We came here to say that you don't really want it with
1: us. Yeah.
0: We love, you know. We came here to say that you don't
1: really want it with us.
0: Yeah. yeah. Show. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I had to run and close the window. almost missed it. <laughs> we going on, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Sports Show. I am your host, Big Baby, aka the soul of RB. And to my right, we have to my right, we have the Queen, Queen Tay. Good afternoon, everyone. How are queen. you today? Mm-hmm. Queen. Good, good. Good. Queen.
2: Queen. 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 Yo, Tay, listen, after watching SmackDown last night, I just gotta let you know, I think uh Apollo might be needing the Queen you know, you know, my man Apollo Nation out here now. Elon Yo, Nation? I was
3: really, really impressed. Like, I was like, oh, oh, oh
2: okay. You know
3: what's
2: funny?
0: Paul Heyman effect on SmackDown.
2: There's this page called like the 434 that they post stuff up on Facebook and stuff. <laughs> and like they posted up the, the Apollo uh, clip and a whole bunch of people are like, Talking about it like they don't understand. They're like, oh my god, why are they giving him like a, a gimmick just because he's Nigerian? Why he gotta have a Nigerian gimmick? Like, so obviously, none of y'all knew that Apollo Cruz on the Indies did a gimmick called Ua Nation, which is basically the same thing. Like, right. this was his gimmick before he came to the WWE, toned down a bit, and so now, like, toning it up. I think it's gonna be great.
3: I think so too. I think it's awesome awesome i watched it this morning and i was just mm-hmm. like wow best promo he's done. i even messaged you guys i was like wow yeah. I'm, I'm liking this
2: best promo <laughs> he's done and, and you know what the only the only thing i had to say about it was i was like finally like i got a little pissed because they were trying so hard to push him as this like bright-eyed yeah. bushy-tailed smiling baby face and i'm like the boy can go, and if you let him be, if you let him be him, he gonna be money.
0: For sure, for sure. And as you just heard speaking, we have the professor, the civil rights activist himself, aka rosada parks, <laughs> aka
2: <laughs> P- ah,
3: P- was.
0: Peter Farrakhan, aka. Pete Rosado, the voice of You know, of it, it, it's
2: funny because I'm wearing my nation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
2: just, which is even more fun. by any means. You know, <laughs> I miss I miss Clarence Mason in the in, in the nation. That was one of my favorite nation members, Clarence Mason. Um, oh. but. Unbelievable. I remember being at Berkeley. Blotches of beard not connecting on my face. I could smell colors. I could feel sounds. Have you ever seen a player better than Detlef Schrempf? Stop.
0: Stop. 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 I don't
2: I don't know what this guy's about. I don't know what country he's from, but shooting <laughs> from three from the three point from the three-point line. It's unbelievable. Yo, so, be free.
0: <laughs> yo, Dr. J said something about that left shrimp. Dr. J and, and, and Daryl Dawkins was like, Oh, this boy pretty good because uh, that left shrimp one time ran and dunked past him. I was like, Oh, okay, cool.
3: That left shrimp was a big deal in the early 90s, like people really liked him. Um, he was at the Supersonics, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that left shrimp, he was like. For a what before, like you had the duo of Kemp and Peyton, like that left shrimp was kind of that, that, that dude, that second dude, that third dude.
2: It was, it was unbelievable being able to watch his games, call him on NBA commentary. It was fantastic. Unbelievable. I don't know what country he's about, but he was unbelievable.
0: Your Bill Walton sounds like Macho Man doing an NBA game. Now macho
2: macho would be show, I, I tell you though, my I think my dream team of NBA commentary, just because it'd be the, the funniest thing in the world, would be Hubie Brown doing doing color, doing color commentary, Bill Walton doing play by play, and Dick Vital as your sideline reporter kind of coming in for stuff. I think that'd be the funniest three man basketball commentary team you could ever have.
0: Nobody would ever Pay attention to the game because of them.
2: And, and Dick Vitale makes me laugh because it's just like things, things happen and he go, he just loses his mind. Mm-hmm. He's, like he's one of those – Dick Vitale is awesome because he reminds me of like what it would be like to be a fan who becomes a reporter.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. That's what uh, Mauro r- r- um, reminded me of when he was doing commentary for the E.
2: Very true. Very but, true.
0: But how would you guys week's? How would you guys week's? long yes understood very very uh, very long yeah it's, it's it's
2: been an interesting week to say the least uh to say the least um you know but it's uh you know we we uh we in the in the in the legendary words of uh of sir elton john we're still standing so that's what matters
0: most definitely most definitely so Probably the uh, only time we ever thought we'd quote Elton John on the Year Sports Show. It's probably the only time we will quote Elton
2: John. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love Elton John, though.
3: I love Elton John's music often.
2: You know what would be interesting? Here's an interesting question for you, Queen. Um, piano, piano-based piano artist. Billy Joel or Elton John? Ooh. Um,
3: I'm going to have to go Billy Joel with that one. but Interesting. Because yeah. I would probably go Elton. No, I would have to go Billy. Billy Joel had way more classics on the piano to me. You have Piano Man. You have Just the Way You Are. You have For the Longest Time. You have, you know, I'm I'm actually like, my sister is like the hugest Billy Joel fan. And I think that she would never forgive me if I didn't give Billy Joel his flowers.
2: Well, the me. funniest thing about it is I would say the best instrument that Billy Joel played in Piano Man wasn't the piano. It was that awesome <laughs> harmonica solo you know, like
0: I'm, 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 I'm gonna say Stevie Wonder because
3: I think Stevie Wonder's, <laughs> that. Yeah. Stevie Wonder's on a whole different level. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't say Stevie all He gave me Elton John or Billy Joel. Now, mind you, I love Elton John's songs, yes, but I feel that Billy Joel is more the piano man. You get what I'm saying? And then Stevie Wonder, he I heard that he uh, did the whole arrangement for a few of his albums from the piano, from the harmonica, from this. He is a musical prodigy, so you can't even put that there. That's hi, Boobie. Thank that's you so much for having me on Zone Talk on Thursday. I had such a great time talking about the Friend Zone.
0: Yes, the queen was on Sazon Talk. I own, I want, own uh, real
3: estate. I own real
0: estate. <clears throat> she wants me to, to, to say it in her voice. So give me one second. Um. let <clears throat> me gente. Welcome to another episode of the Euro Sports Show. You gotta, do
3: your, you gotta roll your art. Will you do it like that? Why you does she you?
1: your,
0: your impression... <laughs> I, a list. I can't roll my art. I can't roll nothing. Why,
2: why does your impression of Amanda sound like a young version of Consuela from Family Guy?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. No, no, no. We are. I was, I was gonna say oh, something. So Stevie, let's let's speaking about Stevie before we get into uh before we get into quick hits, let's let's never forget the fact that uh President George Walker Bush once waved at Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I, oh my God. I, yes, I, I can't repeat that because you know, you know, we're here for everyone now, but yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Lutz who's laughing at me because he, he heard me do the voice.
3: Let, oh, let me hint hey. that was the worst impression of Amanda ever.
0: Yeah, she she's gonna beat me up tomorrow when we go to dinner. She's she gonna kill me. <laughs> um joining us now. Um coming off the bench. BK Matt, welcome. Oh yo my yo god, yo. World, World oh, be
2: free. Howard oh, Isaac. Like, look like uh, you're
3: well.
2: the flip Bowl squad. <laughs> yo, I'm about to say you look like Buster Ross. <laughs> yo, so Matt, are we allowed to talk to you? Are we allowed to talk to you if we haven't been on a pay per view or we are not WWE champion? Are we allowed to talk to you?
1: You really going there? I, I wasn't gonna do this, brother P D Muhammad Shabazz. I wasn't gonna do that to you. But since you want to keep going there, relax. You, you know. gotta relax. All right. I ain't gonna be taking much of this bow wow stuff today. It's good, John. I'm sorry. I'm late.
0: Oh man, We Minus. were, we, Minus Minus were we were talking about dead left.
2: We were talking about dead left shrimp while I do my Bill Walton impression.
0: His macho, his macho in impression (laughs) was not the same. Oh, man. So, um, let's get right into quick hits. All right, go ahead, Pete. Do you, do you think? <laughs> Can't promise you nothing's gonna happen in the comments. Do you think,
2: ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of Quick Hits, brought to you by the great Reverend Farrakhan Rosado um we, uh, Sponsored
0: by the NCAA. Uh, sponsored by the
2: <laughs> no sponsored by the sponsored by the NCAA CP pies and bow ties, baby. <laughs> 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 and, and my favorite sponsor, sponsored by the United Negro College Fund. um
0: Very nice. Very nice.
2: But no, let's get right into it and let's start with what happened on Monday afternoon as the president and CEO or former president and CEO now, Kevin Mather of the Seattle Mariners resigned from his post after comments that he made to a Rotary Club earlier in February um, surfaced Uh, and he received widespread backlash on Sunday and resigned on Monday Uh, Comments were made uh, by Mr. Mather concerning service time, concerning the uh, manipulation of player contracts, um, talking about the language skills and language barriers of certain players and things like that. For example, um, speaking about uh, former Mariners pitcher Hisashi Iwakuma, who has been hired as a special assignment coach with Seattle, Uh, this is one of the things that uh, Mr. Mather said, uh, and this is just for the for the quotation purposes. None of us here at the year Sports Show in any way condone these comments. Quote, for instance, we just rehired Iwakuma. He was a pitcher with us for a number of years. Wonderful human being. His English was terrible. He wanted us to get back. He wanted to get back into the game. He came to us. Uh, he, we quite frankly want him as our Asian scout interpreter. What's going on with the Japanese league? He's coming to spring training. And I'm going to say I'm tired of paying his interpreter. When he was a player, we'd pay Iwakuma X, but we'd also have to pay $75,000 a year to have an interpreter with him. His English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that. Um, Talked Ooh. about talked about the number nine overall prospects, Julio Rodriguez, uh, and saying, got a great personality, bigger than all you can bow, but he's kind of loud and his English is not tremendous. Um, Talked about Kyle Seeger, the longtime third baseman and future Mariners Hall of Famer, talking about he's overpaid talking many things and again publicly saying these things on tape and has now resigned as his, as the president and ceo of the Seattle Mariners I mean I don't understand do these CEOs not have the business sense to keep things to themselves I don't I don't I don't get this um moving on to a tragic story that happened on Tuesday Legendary golfer Tiger Woods uh, suffered a single car crash with multiple injuries to his legs. Tiger Woods is recovering and in good spirits after receiving follow-up procedures on his leg injuries and after going through surgery. He's currently at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in L.A., 45-year-old golfer suffered multiple open fractures to his lower right leg, mm-hmm. and had a rod placed in his tibia and screws and pins inserted in his foot and ankle during emergency surgery. Um, separate sources have said that he suffered an injury to his talus bone, which connects the bottom of the leg to the uh, to the uh, to the top of the foot, which is a pivot uh, point for motion. So hopefully. Uh, His surgeries are able to give him normal motion and uh, continued uh, movement in his leg. No word yet on how this is going to affect Tiger Woods' uh, continued golf career, though I sure speak for everyone on this panel when I say at the end of the day, we're just glad Tiger Woods survived and is able to hopefully be able to live a full and healthy life, um, even if he can't play golf again. Speaking about golf. golf. I don't know if many of you have ever paid attention to the LPGA tour, but one of the names that I always knew, even though I didn't watch women's golf, one of the names that I always knew was Annika Sormstin. She was a multi-time champion in the, in the LPGA and has been out of golf for 12 years, 12 years. She has not played an LGBT LB LPGA tour event. And this I week
0: we were gonna
3: say that by accident. For
2: some yeah.
0: It, I felt and like it was gonna come out. I'm like, yeah. oh I and didn't this know. week
2: she's playing in her first event in 12 years, and she made the cut this past Friday and will be in the final rounds this Saturday and Sunday. You know, talk about you know, you could stay away from a game that you love, but when you're as talented as people like Annika Sormstim is, and even like a guy like Tiger Woods is you come back in this stuff's like riding a bike for these. For these athletes, and it's really awesome to see her playing again. She has said this is not a comeback, she's only making a one time appearance because the uh LPGA tour event is being played at her home course.
0: That's yeah, that's dope. It's definitely dope.
2: Um, it'd be really dope if she wins. So I could imagine all the actual tour players be like up in arms, like, how you gonna let somebody come out of a 12 year retirement and beat you? Like, that's, that's going to be a whole nother thing. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last but not, how are you going to go home and explain that? Oh, you lost the tournament? Yeah. To who? Somebody who hasn't played in 12 years. Mm. And our last story in quick hits this week goes to the NBA. We've all heard many of the time, especially when our former president was in office, the idea that athletes, especially basketball players should just shut up and dribble. Um, and unfortunately, That mindset or some semblance of that mindset was shared this week by former LA Galaxy soccer star, Zlatan Ibrahimović, who spoke out about LeBron James's social justice movements and things of the like, uh, was very critical of his social activism. And LeBron James on Friday not only dismissed his comments, but also stated that his comments were hypocritical. Ibrahimović Uh, in an interview on Discovery Plus on Thursday said that it was a mistake and doesn't look good when James and other famous people get involved in politics. Uh, LeBron responded at a post-game press conference saying, quote, he was the same guy who said when he was back in Sweden, because his last name wasn't a certain last name, that he felt there was some racism going on when he was out on the pitch. I speak from a very educated mind, so I'm kind of the wrong guy to actually go at, because I do my homework. Actually, in a story that I did forget very quickly, but this, this article reminded me of it, mm-hmm. um, LeBron James also gave a huge shout-out to former WNBA player Renee Montgomery. And this will be the last story on Quicket. Renee Montgomery, along with a, an ownership group, are the new owners of the Atlanta Dream, meaning that former Georgia Senator Kelly Loeffler no longer owns the team. It is good, now
0: owned. Good, good. It is
2: now owned by a different ownership group. And as I said, former NBA player, WNBA player Renee Montgomery, is actually now a part owner of the Atlanta Dream, making her the first ever former WNBA player to have an ownership position in the WNBA.
1: Quick question: yeah, I think they, You think somebody forced that because of what she did? Couple months ago. Oh,
2: there was a lot. the 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 league, uh, the league put pressure on on her to sell, and the the other two partners that she had, the other two partners that she actually had, uh, had said that they were going to sell the team, um, and they would find some way to force her to sell, and she she kind of played hard on it for a little while, but she finally sold. She had a forty nine percent stake in the team, so.
1: Something about the south, yo. Just something about the south. Try to tell you. Try to tell you, Dre. Something with, with the South.
2: You know, um, last, last thing that uh, LeBron James said, quote, as athletes, we've been hearing this from a, for a long time about the whole idea of shutting up and dribble. Uh, you should feel privileged. You should be thankful to be able to dribble a ball or run a football, be able to do the 100-yard dash, be able to swing a baseball bat and things of that nature. You shouldn't be able to speak about anything else, no matter if it's right or wrong. You should just do that. But that's not the case. That's not the case anymore. As long as I'm around, it won't be the case for a long time. And how you pronounce boy name? Zlatan Ibrahimovic.
1: I was gonna call him Zlatan. That's what I'm gonna call him Zlatan.
2: Zlatan Ibrahimovic.
1: Or xylophone or something. <laughs> do not pronounce that boy name. Go ahead. Jay looking at me like you need to stop. All right, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. But you know, I got something for that, right? You know, I got some. Go ahead, Dre. Just go.
3: Wait a minute. What the? Get it.
1: You're a mess. I mean, but you see it, though, right? It's, like, right here. No comment. I'm all All right. That's me. That's on me. I'll take that. My fault. My bad, Peter Pete. Peter Luther King didn't take that. He didn't like that. you X didn't appreciate <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's the, the little curl. You got the little... You might need to put some juice on that. Let your soul glow a little bit, Pete. Just let it... Just got that gotta, curl gotta, actually, don't, let, it. don't let
0: the person with no hair on his face tell you how it I got listen, him I, gotta, my face I, actually gotta
2: meet, I actually gotta meet with Randy Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Randy oh, Watson will help me with
0: that. That, that boy, <laughs> good. I that cannot wait.
1: Good. I cannot wait for next week for coming to America too. Oh my god, I've been patiently waiting for a year. I cannot Only wait a year. I didn't think
0: th-
1: I didn't <laughs> think that they were gonna make a sequel. I I heard rumblings about it, but when that's first like heard that it was sealed and it was really doing. I'm like, oh, they done messed up. You know this, you know, there's people that I know that's never seen the first movie. How was that
2: possible? I
1: don't know. It's like that is a classic. It's a classic. Like certain movies you just cannot get a pass on not seeing. I don't care how old or how young you are. You supposed you're supposed to know coming to America. Everybody mm-hmm. knows Soul Glow and Randy Watson. That's That boy good, like I cannot wait. I can't wait. I'm I'm looking so. I gotta I gotta you know get T to watch coming to America. I don't think she's seen it either. Look,
0: and that was quick. (laughs) I said the same thing. I'm like, (laughs) we kind of shut off course, but I, I I like it. I like it. Put out. So let's get into today's topics right now. So, in the league, in the league, and when I say the league, I mean the NBA. Um, it's something that we, we've talked about on a, a lot of episodes, but it seems to keep coming up. Um, African-American coaches getting the opportunity to actually coach or get a chance. I say this because the Minnesota Timberwolves have fired um, son of legendary coach Flip Saunders, Ryan Saunders and hired Chris Finch, who is an assistant on it was a, an assistant on Toronto Raptors. Um, they did this all on the same day. The issue with uh, what NBA players are having is that um, David Vanderpool, who, um, who has some coaching experience, uh, didn't get a, didn't even get a chance to be an intern head coach. Um, usually between when they fire a coach and the time they hire a coach, It's usually some time before the end of the season, and then they let the intern coach do what he has to do. But not this time. Now, uh, my question to the table, even though Finch has about 24 years experience between the G League and the NBA, uh, as a team, would you have at least given your assistant a chance to show that he can coach the team? Tay, I'll start with you. You
3: see, it's so rough. Um, those these narratives are so tough because I if I don't have any inkling of hiring this person, why would I get their hopes up into thinking that you know I'm gonna interview them and get make them feel like they're actually in the running for it when they're not? You get what I'm saying? Um I feel like you see, it's a double edged sword because. If the head coaching position isn't working, right? You have the assistant coaches who could step up, right? But I feel like there's a problem with that when you want to bring new blood into the into your team. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes teams need a refresh. Sometimes teams need a chance to to get under a new coaching style. But I feel like maybe they did, maybe there's something that they not they're not seeing in their assistant coach that they could have seen in somebody else. But um it's tough. It's tough, and I, I don't think they should have interviewed him if they had no idea, if they had no direction in hiring him at all. No, Pete,
0: your thoughts?
2: I have to, I have to agree with Tay to, to a, a very large degree. I mean, do I want to see more black coaches? Yes. Do I want to see more black and Latino coaches? Latinx coaches and coaches of all different backgrounds get opportunities. Of course I do. But we all know this in certain areas of business. When you know you want someone, that's who you go with. Right? If you know I wanna hire, I wanna hire so and so person, you go after so and so person. There to me, there's no reason it would have been different had they said we're firing Ryan Saunders. And we're going to do an extensive coaching search. And then they did not interview their assistants uh, or or anybody who was a minority candidate. Then I feel we, can, we have right to complain about. It. But if they knew they wanted to hire cer- a certain person and they fired their coach knowing that they were going to be able to lock up that other person, to me, as Tay said, There's no reason to bring in this assistant coach for an interview for a job they have no chance of getting anyway, right? Because you already decided who you're going to pick. If they hadn't made the decision, I could fully understand it. Also, let's just put all of the optics on the table. The current president of basketball operations for the Minnesota Timberwolves, the man who did the hiring, is a Colombian Latino executive. OK, so it's not as if there's not no diversity within the organization. And let's also understand that there is a connection between the president of basketball operations of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Chris Finch, who they hired. OK, they had previously worked together uh, on a league team in 2010. OK, and this person who they hired, Chris Finch, had interviewed for the head coach position before they decided to hire Ryan Saunders so you have he was already in the pipeline you have huh. two people who have a connection they've worked together before he was interviewed by this person in 2019 when they did their initial coaching search they passed over this person to hire Ryan Saunders and now they've decided we're going to move on for Ryan Saunders. for all we know Chris Finch was number two true for all we know Chris Finch was number two on their initial list before they hired Ryan Saunders. And Chris Fitch could have been the coach maybe if they didn't pick Ryan Saunders or Ryan Saunders and them couldn't come to a contractual agreement. Again, if this had been a situation where they had fired their coach and decided we don't know who we want our coach to be, we want to do a search and they did not interview minority candidates, I would be the first one saying we need to be down their throat about what's going on there. But I don't think that's the case here. So I don't, I understand where the angst is coming from, from certain people. I get it. But you have to really look at the situation correctly. You can't just say, interview minority candidates for jobs that you already mentally know who you want for that job.
3: But the thing is, it's like, all right, affirmative action laws say that you have to interview minority candidates for every position that, you know, you have up and this and the third, that's that's, um, federal law, right? But the thing is, I don't like putting people in positions where I know that I'm not going to hire them. So that that comes up with another narrative to me. So why are you interviewing all these black people or people of color and not hiring them either? So it's just no matter matter Mm -hmm. where you look or where you go, you know, there's some type of underrepresentation at that point. But Peter, I hundred but thank you for 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 um, extending on that point, and um, I definitely agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I'm
1: I'm on, I, I don't understand why they kind of felt with the NBA in general. A lot of their operations go through pipeline type scenarios where they don't they already know in their head where they want to go. It just goes right. by the number. If that coach wants this amount of money. For this job, this particular job, it's never about the the qualifications or what might work or what system works. I've come to realize that even when we were talking about the Steve Nash hire a couple months ago, like it wasn't necessarily about if his system works or if the qualifications were there. It was just a matter of this is a good idea. I already I already know how he works because me and him have a rapport. What number do you want?
2: Right. Let me you, let me ask you all a question. Right? In college basketball, you would say that the coaches like Mike Shishovsky and um uh, and Gino Ariema, the the head of the UConn women's team, are probably two of the most celebrated and best coaches in in college basketball right now. Right? Mm-hmm. If for some reason Gino Ariema got let go by Connecticut, or Mike Shishovsky got let go by Duke, and they and they were open for another job. Would you not
1: jump on that opportunity? Yeah, and no. You know, no, because you don't know, you don't know what you're getting because it's two different levels of play. Know what I
2: I, I what? get that Matt, but what I mean to say is, would you would they not become, I think on almost anybody's board, the number one option? Mike, yes. Right. So to me, and, I, and I'm just talking about even keep it in the NCAA, right? I know what you're talking about. I know but I get where you're me, going with it. To me, if I'm a, if I'm a school. And I got a head coach, and we're a bad team, and the best coach in college basketball just became available. Wouldn't you say? And you know, you have a chance to get that person. Wouldn't that be the first thing you do? I'm gonna fire this coach, and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna I'm, I'm get this person right here. If you are
1: only if you have them in the pipeline,
2: right? If you if I know I can get them, I'm gonna fire my coach. I'm gonna get him. But why should I go and interview? 10,
1: 15 other people. What, that's why I said little... I, I, I don't get the, the angst as you as you put it out. Right. I don't get the angst at the end of the day. We know, we aren't even in the business, but we know how it works. Because by any stretch of the imagination, if we're going by, you know, we're going by resume, Steve Nash doesn't get that Brooklyn Nets job. <laughs> like, let's, be, let's be 100, let's be realistic. He doesn't get that job. But you know, that represents... Almost every facet of it, of of, of, of uh, corporate America. Exactly. That's why I, really I don't. Hard. I just don't get it. I don't get why anybody's mad about. It. This is how it's been. It's always been this way.
3: I think the biggest. I think the biggest diversity issue in sports is is one of the diversity issues. I feel is having more women and people of color at leadership positions. I think that's a problem, but it's not a quick fix. I think just by thrusting. People into these these leadership positions does not set them up for success either, especially if you're not um, willing to give them the resources. Because I feel like Steve Nash is making it happen because he has experienced assistant coaches on his side who have run teams. You get what I'm saying? So that shows that Steve Nash he does. He has like a, I think who
1: Mike not Mike Woodson's not not there with him. Yeah,
2: D'Antoni on that side. D'Antoni, yes,
1: Dan Amari Stoudemire, and uh yeah. somebody else. I forgot who. Right.
2: Uh, I think what needs to happen is damn. interviewing interviewing of minority candidates uh whether they be black, latino women or any any other whatever you want to put under that umbrella of quote unquote minority um the interviewing of those candidates needs to be purposeful if you're going to interview them but I cannot get on an organization for hiring who they want to hire now. If you're going to tell me now where I get upset, is if you tell me, "Hey, I'm going to hire this coach who has no head coach."
1: That's his name,
2: <laughs> whatsoever, at all. Versus these highly qualified coaches who happen to also be minority candidates, then I start to wonder where where the head is at, right? Because now it's like you got a white dude with absolutely no coaching experience. This is their first job, but you're going to hire them instead of Doc Rivers. You're going to hire them instead of somebody with a resume and somebody who has the opportunity or somebody who's knocking at that door like, jerk, like an Eric enemy who's been knocking at the door looking for an NFL head coaching job and hasn't been able to get one. But yet, will hire will hire somebody who doesn't have half the resume he has, um, and that's that's where I call those things into question.
3: Yeah, the retention the the retention point to a comment that I saw on the chat. The retention piece is a good is is a, is really important. Just as is just as it is important to bring more um, diverse diversity into these leadership positions, it is just as important to keep them. Because when you're showing that, you know, yeah, we can give you the job, but we're not gonna give you what it need what you need to make it successful and then blame you for that lack of success, you know, it it kind of makes people shy to even step up for these type of roles because you know that the head coach kind of gets the, the blame for feast or famine.
1: Like Doc Rivers.
3: Yeah, but the thing is Doc Rivers, let me tell you something.
2: He was there for what, eight years, I think?
3: Yeah, okay, but, but
1: look at the people that he teams, had. But look at them. Look at them. Should have been, them teams should have been. What do you mean, as far as attitudes? Blake Griffin but, and Chris Paul had problems with each other. That's why that didn't work. It didn't
3: matter. And you worked that, work that out outside of the court. I don't think that, I think that that paled in comparison to their desire to win. Right. Ooh. And I feel as if with Doc Rivers, he had eight years with a wealth of talent and did not take them to the promised land. And there were many opportunities to do so, because oh, is- at some point the Clippers were at some po- at certain points the Clippers were one of the best defensive teams on the the, the West Coast. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There were times where the, the Clippers did look really good, and people really thought that it, that they were better than the teams that won. But they yeah. under under Doc's leadership, you see, Doc is not a good example of, of that because they gave him a even though he did like I was telling Wilkins in our chat. You know, yes, he deserves his flowers. He does get carnations when he deserves roses. Really? But he did have more of a chance than a few others, i.e. Mike Woodson with the Knicks.
1: That's
3: bad. And to me, that was a tragic injustice. Even when even
2: they think- did to Lenny Wilkins. Yeah. And
0: I, and I think that's a perfect transition into um, the next topic, which is the NBA this year. Um, it's been full of surprises. And the Knicks are winning. That's the biggest surprise. They are winning, winning,
1: but I think <laughs> I like, called that. I think I called that. You, I, I don't, you might have because I, 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 I called that early. In I the said they were going to be all right, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. I told
3: you guys that the Tom Thibodeau effect was going to be real. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And I feel like these young guys they want to play. Julius Randle
0: yeah. is an all star. I thought originally wow. the Tom. Typical effect will be more beneficial to the the defense, the better defensive players on the team. But it's it's infectious. Everybody's playing defense. Everybody's playing for each other. The ball is moving. Only time the Knicks don't win is when 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 the the game is pretty much stationary or a team is better than them. Or it's they're not playing many... a
1: high power offense,
0: right? And they've yeah. been they were the number one defense in the league for a little bit. They are top five in the league yeah. in defense, though. Um, I think
1: Utah got the top spot now.
0: Yeah, Utah's number one right now. Yeah. And the question you brought, um, I brought up to you, uh, Matt, Sorry. is: I thought I originally think that um, the Utah Jazz, barring injury, barring a drop off, a significant drop off, they can make it to the finals.
1: Uh, all right. We're gonna deep dive in this, Pete. I'm gonna need your help because you know mm-hmm. me and you we argue a lot when it comes to, to 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 these Western conference teams and the Brooklyn Nets in general. But um when it comes to Utah, mm-hmm. they have the necessary the necessary pieces now with, with Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench and he's and he's he's scoring. I think he's giving you a good 15, 18, but he's giving you a lot more than that off the bench with some really good me- minutes. He's playing on the ball defense. He's doing what he's supposed to do. My only problem with the Utah Jazz is: Are they going to stay consistent when it matters? Right? Because they were playing this good. They were playing really, really good last year in the bubble, and then they got they got spanked by Denver. Jamal. We, they gave us the best first round we've ever not not we've ever seen, but one of the best first rounds we've seen in a really, really long time with Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell. Now, with that being said, you have a lot of teams that are probably just as equivalent to them as far as head-to-head matchups, like Denver, equivalent to them. The Clippers, not so much, but they have a high-power offense if Paul George decides he wants to show up and Kawhi Leonard decides he wants to show up. They have just as good as defense if Patrick Beverly's playing, I don't know what's going on with Lemon Pepper Lou, but the Lakers, if they're at full strength, I don't think Utah is making it to the finals. I'm sorry. I just don't. If if, if the Lakers are at full strength, that means with Schroeder. Sure. Huh? For sure. I don't think nobody's disputing that. A lot you.
3: of people are. No, I don't think that's fair. You know what I, I, the Utah Jazz remind me of? The the, the Pittsburgh Steelers last season. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Oh, oh, yikes. So I, I want to counter Matt's argument real Just quick. Just to be honest with you. you no, and and, and you, you brought up a good point, too. You brought up a very good point. So to counter what Matt said about the bubble, right? Yeah. The bubble games, it was eight regular season games, right? Facts. And they played good in those eight regular season games plus the seven playoff games, right? About 13 games, right? I mean fifteen games, sorry. Um they've been the team is twenty-six and six, right? It's not like they've been beating trash teams only. They've no. beat some some of the best teams and on their recent run they are what twenty two and twenty two and
1: 3 Mm-hmm. I don't know, like and one of those teams I, that they got spanked by is by the Brooklyn Nets. And the and, the Clippers.
0: and they, the Clippers, they lost to the, the Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets. Now I'm not saying the Utah Jazz will go all the way to the finals and win the finals. I, but I did say, barring any significant drop off, because and the reason why I'm saying that because Anthony Davis is a crash test dummy, and, uh, injury waiting to happen. I hate and the, the Lakers bench is not reliable.
1: I've been saying Whoa. that for, I've been saying that for two seasons, and everybody looking at me like they like I. Their right. biggest mistake was letting JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard go.
0: You can and let Ray one. You can let one go. You can't let 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 all of them.
1: Well, go. he let all of them go. Danny Green, they that they they did a, a good service by getting rid of Danny Green. Yeah, it's my bro. But um, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I I just don't have faith that they're going to stay consistent when it matters. I don't that. Huh? I don't I, don't, I, don't, I agree like I like Michael Conley. Mm-hmm. I I love Michael Conley. Me too. But he does not stay consistent. He, does he doesn't. Not. Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert. I'm sorry. He's off and on. He's the Danny Green of the Utah Jazz. Let's be 100. He shows up here and there. Mm-hmm. He's. I don't think he's going to show up and when it matters. Let's be realistic. You know, and that's, gonna, not, and that's
3: my fear for the Brooklyn Nets too. Well, yes. Yeah. With the Brooklyn Nets team.
0: I was, and I was going to come to you about Brooklyn, too. too I so. feel
3: as if the I, it's the consistency argument, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have a group of – I would rather be a above average, very good team during the regular season and be an excellent team during the postseason. You get what I'm saying? With the Brooklyn Nets, my problem with the Brooklyn Nets is y'all bench is not deep enough to make that deep run into the playoffs for me. I don't like the bench. I don't like the bench at all, not for what the team is trying to do in their first year. They are are a win-now team, and they do not have the bench to win now. Now, if they win, it'll be off the backs of their starting five who are going to have to overproduce consistently to make them be that team in in the NBA finals. My problem with the Utah Jazz is that, yes, they are good. They are, as, they are as good as we are trying to see them as. But I have a problem with their consistency as well. You get what I'm saying? You have people on that roster who do not show up when it counts. Right now, going into All-Star break is not when it counts. It's a, a great show of of what your skills are, and it's great to kind of have the best record or one of the best records in the NBA. Right.
1: I think the sisters got the best record, right? Uh huh. The, the Jazz do the Jazz do. Yeah. yeah.
3: So it's like we're talking about the Jazz and we're talking about the Nets. You gonna know saying? and I get that, and I can and I can see it to be honest with you. I could I could see them making it making a decent run into the, the playoffs, but I'm worried about them showing up when it counts. Like you said, Matt Conley, he disappears in clutch moments. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: More and often
3: than a little bit. The same, to say, the same to say for some of the guys on the Brooklyn Nets roster. KD does not have a killer instinct. I see them all – I see them actually both on the same page. On the same level as a team.
0: Okay. So
3: – He doesn't.
0: So,
1: Pete. I I don't agree with that I part, can but – Let me tell you
3: something. You know, I, I really hope that – my my hope for KD and for this generation of, of players is to stop developing these strong super teams to win championships. You get what I'm saying? Because now you will always, even LeBron has it, KD has it, you have an asterisk next to your name because you're like, yo, if you didn't, like Matt says it all the time, if LeBron didn't have Wade, if LeBron didn't have Bosh, you know what I'm saying? If If KD didn't have Steph Curry would he have won a, a a ring. You get what I'm saying? Like these are these are the things that when I look at KD and when I I loved when they were on when he was on the uh what's that team? The Oklahoma Under. Thunder. You know what I'm saying? I thought that that was a scrappy team that could make it. I'm not impressed by these super teams so, at all.
0: So my so Pete.
3: Sorry. Uh, no, you're
0: good. You're good. You're good. So Pete, um I have another couple things for you. What are your thoughts on the Phoenix Suns right now? The Phoenix Suns and then out east, what are your thoughts on the Philadelphia 76ers?
2: I like the Sixers. I've said that from day one when they hired Doc Rivers. I said that Doc Rivers is going to be the difference for this team. Um, I think Doc Rivers is very very good at understanding how to get the best out of his players, and he is actually uh, putting together a great way to – utilize Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and what the Joel Embiid's playing at an MVP level this year. Um
0: sure. sure. And
2: a lot of that is due to whatever fire Doc Rivers lit under him. Uh, I don't think Joel Embiid is playing the way he plays if Doc Rivers is not the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers this year. Um, oh, I, I like the Philadelphia 76ers. My issue with Philly is can they perform in the playoffs? Can Embiid show up in those big games? Um, Are they going to run Embiid? Is Embiid going to run out of gas? Right? Um, We've seen it before where he has not had the greatest cardio and he's not been able to keep it up near the end of the year Um, and playing at the high level. Or he'll get hurt and playing at the high level that he's playing at this year, you start to wonder whether or not he's going to be able to keep it up. Um, But They have a good team. And the one thing I've always liked about Doc Rivers' teams is that he is able to get great production out of secondary and role players on a team. Um, And we've seen when players have gone down in Philadelphia, um, they've had players step up. Um, uh, Milton, who came in as as a bench point guard and has become a, a major part of their rotation, and we've seen that everywhere Doc Rivers has gone. When it comes to the Phoenix Suns, My issue is I don't really trust them past Devin Booker. Um, I like Aiton, but I don't think you win a series on the back of DeAndre Aiton just yet. I feel you. you. Um, And so my thing is, if you have some way of being able to slow Devin Booker down, who scores for you on Phoenix? Because Chris Paul can only do so much, and. DeAndre Ayton can only do so much who's left on Phoenix to really give you clutch buckets and really give you clutch points, especially if you add a deficit, if DeAndre book, if Devin Booker is not able to do it. And that to me is, is the bigger thing with them. They're great. They're 21 and 11 and the regular season is fantastic. They have pretty decent home and road splits, kind of about the same. um, but they're only scoring 113 points a game. There's only a five. They only have about a five and a half point differential between what they allow their opponents to to score at, a, at about 108 points a game. You know, versus the Utah Jazz, who, by the way, are the third best defensive team in the NBA. Okay, number one being the New York Knicks. The best defensive team in the league allowing only 104 points per game. You know what the problem is with the New York Knicks? They also average 104 points a game. (laughs) So you don't really have that much of a gap between what you give up and what you score is why they end up losing so many games. You look at the difference with the Jazz. The Jazz are scoring 116 points a game. Right, they have the. They also have the number two offense in the league, behind only the Brooklyn Nets. And who I think are, they're
0: averaging like fourteen three the game.
2: Right. The and the Nets are the Nets are averaging about one hundred and twenty one and a half points a game.
1: Um Pete, you forgot Jay Crowder. They do got Jay Crowder who can score.
2: Okay.
0: Jay but, Crowder disappeared in the in in the in the finals a bit. All right. Now, so, I hear you,
1: but I'm just saying as far as you have another weapon so, that can that can score is what I'm saying. Okay,
2: Matt. So let me ask you a question. Uh, Devin mm-hmm. Booker, Devin Booker, all of a sudden shoots five for twenty-five in a game. You think Jay Crowder's winning that game? I, I,
1: look, I didn't say that he's going to be in the clutch. As you said aside. For, you said aside from Devin Booker, who can score? Chris Paul gonna, can score. And, and you Jay have can if you score. Have, Lance Galloway can score.
2: Okay, so let me let me give got, you a scenario. They got players. Let me give you a scenario. You down by ten. You down by ten going into the fourth quarter of a game against the Phoenix Suns, and I'm telling you that I've got Devin Booker on lock. Who's making up that 10-point deficit?
0: Chris Paul. I don't believe Chris Paul will make up that 10-point so deficit. So y'all forgot what he did with
1: OKC last year? No, I didn't forget. Oh, so it's but not Chris far from Chris Paul
0: is not the best playoff performer. I either. didn't say he's the
1: best playoff. I would, I would rely on him before I rely on anybody. He has experience. He's, I understand. His yeah. intelligence is there. So I know he knows what to do to get there. And you say he's not the best playoff performance. I've seen playoff moments where Chris Paul has done what he has to do. For mm-hmm. Houston, for New Orleans when he was on New Orleans, went for the Clippers, like against the Spurs. So, I mean, it's not far-fetched to think that Chris Paul wouldn't know what to do in that predicament. I mean, done it before. I mean, Would he be
0: able to the drag them stuff. Would he be able to drag them he to the did next it round? With,
1: He did it with Houston. I've Houston,
0: seen him do had it. J- Houston had James Harden that was shooting cold that
1: night, and Chris Paul brought him to the promised land. He, I hear he, my he, question: how the they big doing shot the over, over,
2: Huh? Are they I going mean, one to eight, or are they doing that whole play in No,
0: no, they're doing the playing. They're doing the what? So we're going all the way to ten teams. Yeah, they're doing the playing again.
2: So ten huh? teams, and then we're doing what? Nine and ten are playing for eight and seven. And then seven and eight are playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're having two playing games.
0: Basically, to decide yeah. The final two teams. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So if we look at this right now, right now, if the season ended today, the Nuggets and the Spurs would be the seven and eight seed. The Mavericks and the Thunder would be the nine and ten seed. Okay. Um, the Pelicans are, like, right outside that. So let's say that – let's just say it sticks one to eight and it's Jazz to Spurs. Okay. Um Jazz are playing San Antonio in the first round. I don't see that as an issue. You've got you'd have the Suns the Suns would have to play the Warriors in the first round. Six games. Right, which would be an interesting interesting dynamic in the playoffs, right? So now let's say let's say that the chalk wins out. Let's say that the Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers and the Suns all win their first round matchups. It's gonna be the Jazz and the Suns in the second round. And I don't think that the, the Suns hold up to the Utah Jazz. I just don't. I just do not think it will happen. I like Mike Connolly. I think Mike Connolly does not get the credit he deserves for how good of a point guard he is yeah. and how much he has and how much he has stabilized that team in in Utah. What I like I'm the most, to the
1: butt. I'm looking I like, for the butt.
2: No what I like most about Mike Connolly is the fact that I feel like his presence has taken a lot of a lot of pressure off of Donovan Mitchell to have to run the offense and be the number one scoring option.
1: but there is no but but so you don't you, you think Mike, Mike Conley is going to show up in the playoffs is that what you're telling me?
2: I I don't know if we have enough of a track record of Mike Connolly in the playoffs because he spent his entire career in Memphis.
1: So you don't remember Memphis being in, in the playoffs? I so remember
2: that. Memphis being in the playoffs, but look at the Memphis Grizzlies teams that he played on, which weren't exactly huge they, playoff powerhouses.
1: They weren't scrubs, though. Let's 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 be clear. They were not scrubs. Look, they weren't. They,
3: weren't the they, weren't they Those Memphis teams are scrappy teams, man. That's what I'm trying to tell right, I mean, you know. That's what I'm
2: talking about. You take you take a guy like Mike Conley, who learned how to scrap in Memphis. Okay. And you bring him to Utah and you say, hey, I'm giving you a quality guard that you never had alongside you in Memphis in Donovan Mitchell. And I'm giving you Rudy Gobert, who very easily could be one of the best uh, best centers in the NBA if the boy ever put it together all together. You said could be, right? Because he's not. Right, could be. <laughs>
1: all right. <laughs> let's, let's get that straight. He's the okay. best he's,
0: be- he's the best defensive center in the league. It must sure. be nice. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it must be nice to be the best defensive center yeah. but still can't hold Joker or, or 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 Anthony Davis. It must be real nice to be the
0: best I'm, defender.
1: I'm going to give it's you hard
0: man. It's hard. I, I
1: don't I mean, no yeah. saying. No, that don't mean nothing. He's in the West. He's going to have to hold Joker. He's going to have to hold uh 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 uh, uh Anthony Davis if the, if he plays. But, but Justin, that's the thing. I don't that's that's where you get that's here's the thing.
2: You don't have to hold Joker. You did hold on You definitely did because he torched them But you don't have to hold Joker if the Clippers beat Denver in the first round of the playoffs Right that's You don't a have to hold that. You don't have to hold people you don't play right and so if the Clippers as right now Okay, right now, if the season ended right now, the Clippers are the two seed, okay? Mm -hmm. And they would play the Denver Nuggets, okay? And then you'd have the Lakers play Portland, Phoenix play Golden State. And like I said, if Chalk wins out, if Chalk wins out, I would take Rudy Gobert to hold DeAndre Ayton if it's it's Jazz versus... Because he's still young.
1: I give you that. But my thing is, you still have to cross possibly joker and anthony davis at one point and i don't have no faith in him in those matchups and even is- if they was to play um even if they was to play the clippers he's not coming out there to hold Serge Ibaka.
0: Serge Ibaka is also not shooting the best either so
1: and he plays defense so i don't think i don't see gobert doing it doing much I'm Serge
0: has been pretty soft this year, bro. I, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Most of their defense but if we're going been... on.
1: If we're going on track record alone, I don't see Gobert performing at such a high level as much as everybody's, as much as Pete is hyping him up. No, them I'm not hard. saying,
2: listen, I'm not saying that Gobert's gonna go out and score 35 and get 15 rebounds and do all that. We know that. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying, though, is that you're giving a guy like Mike Connolly a weapon in Rudy Gobert like he had in a Mark Gasol when he was in Memphis. You're giving him the best guard that he's ever had play alongside of him in Donovan Mitchell. You're giving him the 65-year-old journeyman sharpshooter Joe Engels that he can dish the ball off to in in I really the feel
1: like you're trying to disrespect OJ Mayo, though I really, I really feel like you're trying to disrespect my boy. What's that are you about? you
0: you're gonna tell Donovan Mitchell to OJ Mayo? I'm just
1: that. saying, what? you making it Don't 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 try to play my
0: son like he's a scrub. <laughs> he ain't a scrub. That's what all I'm saying. T- give t- him. His respect. You must be talking. Oh, you must be give him disrespect. High- t- you talking about high school OJ Mayo? My bad. Right. Hey, you're
2: telling me. My you're bad. Exactly.
0: Me. Okay. You are so so gotcha. right me. You're so disrespectful. you're telling me.
2: That if you were putting together a basketball team, and I told you, hey, for your two goals, you get to choose between Pete. Donovan Mitchell, OJ Mayo. You gonna take OJ Mayo?
1: A, it was a joke, Pete. I'm just saying, it's give OJ Mayo his o. J. respect. OJ Mayo,
2: OJ Mayo ain't even the best athlete with the initials O and J. Because OJ
1: Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not that,
0: a, that that was, that, different was different that was kind of obvious right there. I mean, is that where we're going with this? Now
1: we're jumping in. The, the, we, we're jumping in. The, so Kardashian, that's a OJ. You, you call okay? him OJ
0: Kardashian. All right, all right, all right. Well, yeah. since, since you brought up a that's football player, let's, that let's talk said. about let's talk about Tayson. OJ. I can't, I can't. OJ.
1: Oh,
2: let me guess. You want Sebastian Telfair to play point guard?
0: Look, man, no. We're definitely along we're like definitely moving we on, on after that. that. <laughs> we're definitely we moving we ain't on
1: after
0: along. that. along. So 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 um. Say favorite quarterback. Oh, male, the man. The myth. The legend. Um, a, Russell Wilson. Part. Russell Wilson has been in trade talks. Um, things don't seem to be too sunny and bright inside um, Seattle. It never it is. It's in Washington.
3: Yeah, the rainiest
0: place in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Never <laughs> Yeah. But – with that being said, Tay, because this is your quarterback and you um, you 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 know a lot more about it, about him, how do you think this is all going? Like, what kind of mood do you think it is set in the locker room where your star player is asking for something and he doesn't get it?
3: I think that it's. It doesn't change the mood because the mood is already set. It does, um, Breakdowns of relationships don't just happen overnight. It's a, it's a number of things. You get what I'm saying? It's a number of different pieces of accountability. And I think that Russell Wilson has given so many years to the Seahawks organization. And it'll be a shame to see him lace up boots for another team. You get what I'm saying? You would never think before this season that Russell Wilson will be synonymous with another team. I think that, that he saw um, what Brady was able to do with the Buccaneers, and that was like, hey, maybe I can leave the Seahawks. Maybe there's no more dynasties in football, will one football team.
0: But um, so my <laughs> thing about – Go ahead, go ahead, My thing about Russell Wilson is he's realistically asking for more on the offensive line, right? He also has even more control. He views himself. The biggest
2: point of dissension is he mm-hmm. wants to be able to run the offense, kind of like Patrick Mahomes does in Kansas city. He views himself as a better, as, as a bigger uh, playmaker, as a better player than, uh, and there's a, there's that, there's that dissent between how Seattle views him and how he views himself.
3: I don't think that's the case. Well, that's been what's been reported is that. um, that I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't think that he sees himself as bigger than a team. As you can see, when the Seahawks were at their best, they had a really good offensive line and they had a really decent above uh, an amazing defense. They don't talk about Russ. They talk about the defense. Right.
2: Well, they, they talk about Russ, too. They talk I about mean, the defense as well. But if you right. look at those championship teams that went to those two Super Bowls, everybody spoke about the defense, Tay, more
1: than they spoke about Russ. That's a fact.
2: Yeah, I mean, but he's still there.
3: Mm-hmm. He is. And to be honest with you, he still made the Seahawks a relevant team. And yeah. we're talking about almost – that ring was almost 10 years ago at this point. It was in the early twenty tens, thirteens, fourteens, twelves. You get what I'm saying? So to still be that team that's almost making it to the playoffs, making it into the wild card, making that's a testament. I, I've seen quarterbacks get more flowers for less. I e. Aaron Rodgers.
0: I knew it was I, coming. I knew I it was coming.
3: <laughs> it's it's funny I because, eat, I e or Phillip Rivers, i.e. all of them. They get flowers, you get what I'm saying? And these guys were in positions to get things that they wanted with their team. If uh, If your quarterback is asking, hey, guys, I'm tired of getting beat up every game, can we please have better coverage for me so I can make these plays and you're not giving that to them, then he deserves to kind of see where
2: else his services can go. So let me just bring up an article that came out from The Athletic earlier this week about this situation. Um, so they have a source within uh, within the Seahawks that has been a part of what's been going on and is kind of speaking out privately about what's going on. So it, it, it comes here. Um, so... The tension is between Wilson and the coaching staff regarding Wilson's desire to essentially be the offense, like Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. The motivation drove the fa- The hashtag, let Russ cook, early in the season. But Coach Pete Carroll freaked out after a turnover fest against the Bills and a four from Russell Wilson and another subpar performance against the Rams where Wilson had three more turnovers. Uh, after those seven turnovers from two games, the Seahawks faced a short week challenge against the Cardinals that had a two game winning streak against Seattle. And this is where apparently everything happened Uh Uh, via the athletic quote, before the Thursday night game against Arizona, Wilson met with the coaches for some time. Wilson has sought even pushed for influence within the organization regarding scheme and personnel in the meeting. He outlined his own ideas for how to fix the offense his suggestions were summarily dismissed multiple sources have told the athletic and that's I mean, not disrespectful well that's what they said another reminder no, to wilson no Pete, is that dis- in
3: your in your opinion we know what sources are saying that doesn't make it fact right and right. that is what russell wilson did or tried to do right, right. how do you feel about
2: that so I, I look at it in two different things. One, Russell Wilson is one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, and so at the at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, you need to hold him accountable for his play as well, right? You're making this much money; you need to perform. But I think it is disrespectful of the Seahawks to summarily dismiss all of his concerns, right?
1: Pete, Pete it's hard for him to cook if he's getting hit 400 times in 144 games.
3: I agree it's with hard.
1: you. It, it, it's hard.
3: You can't even get the ingredients out the front. Look, <laughs> like,
1: look at what he's able to do, right? <laughs> like you got to be realistic man. I'm sorry. Right? I'm not the biggest Russell Wilson like, fan, but boy, like it's a lot. That,
3: I just don't like the fact that Aaron Rodgers. Stop. VR, no, no, I'm being real, right? Aaron Rodgers had beef with the organization, right? With us. Still does with the Packers organization and people are still looking at him favorably. Right? Russell will yes. As far as the he was voted MVP. There's nothing more favorable. It. No, there's nothing more favorable than that. You he get what I'm saying? by him getting but I'm not you see, we're not that's besides the point. That's beside. no, I'm serious. That's besides the point. I
0: just, yeah, I you, yeah. you, admit it.
3: you get what I'm saying? But you have Russell Wilson who was able to kind of be neck and neck in that MVP race with the same type of issues. Now, a couple of weeks ago, y'all yeah, was advocating all for Deshaun Watson, who's proven nothing in the league, right? What has he proven? Nothing. I agree with you. All these years, you've never heard Russell Wilson complain about anything or anybody. So obviously it's a problem. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. So oh, it's not necessary. about him getting paid this amount of money. He's worth
2: that money. He's getting paid. Yeah, because well, person, I with I without don't. him, where would the Seahawks be? No. And that's where, that's, where I, that's where I agree with you in the fact that for him to walk into that meeting, first of all, for him to have the gravitas within the organization to be able to walk into that meeting with coaches and have that meeting, okay, no, no, no. automatically tells you, automatically tells you. What he means to the organization, how important no, he is—I don't think that that means anything. But for them to summarily dismiss what he's saying is very That's A message, right? It's—it's it's very the message. I'm not mad at Russ for for possibly wanting out of Seattle. I'm not. I'm not mad at him at all. At all. Okay. What I'm more mad at is that there's people in Seattle who can't see that there's a problem and still don't admit that there's a problem. It's almost as if Seattle is saying, Russ is just a cog in the wheel. And to me, that's disrespectful because when you have a player as important as Russell Wilson, you need to be able to admit that you have a player that makes the wheel turn and is Ooh. not
1: just another spoke in the I wheel. I mean, you should just, they should just think on the basis of we know he's that good that he can he 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 can get us to the Super Bowl because he's done it before. Why? What do we need to do to help better our situation exactly. to get there? I don't and get.
3: I you what's like making like it's not hard when somebody like a Drew Brees could answer that could could get that type of respect from the organization. Aaron Rodgers uh, he deserves that respect in that organization. You get what I'm saying. Tom Brady had that – he didn't get that respect in the Patriots, and guess what he did? He left after having that that type of, of relationship. I feel like people like Big Ben have that type of uh, respect oh, in that, in that yeah. organization. You get what I'm saying? Even up until – I still think even Daniel Jones has that respect within the Giants organization. I don't know why, but he does. I don't you get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, if you're not willing – To make it work on, it takes more than just your quarterback to make a team run.
2: You know what I think it is? And I think it's something that we spoke about, Tay, when you were making your initial points about Russell Wilson. I think that Seattle has gotten diluted with the idea of when they talk about those championship teams, I think Russ is really the third thing that's talked about. It's the defense, it's Marshawn Lynch, and then it's Russell Wilson. And and I, I would even say he was. Carroll. Yeah, I
3: would say and, Pete. And when Pete you said defense, you put Marshawn Lynch. Defense. The
1: defense. Marshawn
3: Lynch. Yeah. Then it's Pete Carroll. Then it's Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Which Pete Carroll wouldn't be where he was without Russell Wilson to be honest with you, either. Right. But he and helped think,
1: constructed that defense, Is that that's right. more or less where he gets yeah, back. When so right. he helped
3: constructed that defense, that defense ain't been around for a, a couple long of years. time. That? Right. You
2: right. And look you look. saw a lot more. You saw a lot more uproar when the defensive players left, then you are seeing now. And again, I think it's because Seattle has deluded themselves into thinking that Russ isn't as important as he really is. Because
1: it's there's not that much sunshine over there, clearly. Clearly. Clearly.
2: But <laughs> so look at all the
3: teams that would benefit from even getting a Russell Wilson.
2: More teams need him than he needs the Seahawks. Fact. Oh, yeah, and I
3: think, Absolutely.
2: I honestly think if Russell Wilson becomes available, Outside of Deshaun Watson's age and contract control, which is what makes him very attractive. I would take Russell Wilson over Deshaun Watson. Oh, definitely. The is only reason the, why the Deshaun
1: thing he Watson got is the age. The,
2: you guys just tell me what has Deshaun Watson done? It's, it's not about what he's done. It's about the glimpses that he's shown of what he's capable of possibly. You know the potential. All right, all yeah. right. the thing is, no, I'm not betting my, my cattle on potential.
3: I'm betting my cattle on experience. That's what
2: the Buccaneers did, and it worked out for them. I mean, Right. that's why the draft. That's why the draft is possibly the biggest event in the NFL outside of the Super Bowl because the entirety of the NFL is built upon betting on potential versus betting on experience. I don't, Pete, that's
3: absolute crap because at the end, <laughs> that's absolute crap. And you know, it's crap. All we've talked about for the past 10 years is the experience. You know what I'm saying? almost b- Besides Mahomes. Almost every single ring that was that's been won over the past 13, 14 years has been on the backs of that one or
2: two recruiting class from years ago. Agreed. But this is why this is why the Green Bay Packers draft Aaron Rodgers and get rid of Brett Favre because I want the potential more than the experience. This is why
3: But look how many years Brett Favre was had played before it got to Aaron Rodgers. There was a long time in between. And, and the relationship has soured. It's not all about.
2: It's not all about experience. You get. It's not all about potential. No, but that's what that's what NFL teams are enamored by. They're enamored by potential over experience. Even though you are one hundred percent right, experience wins over potential every day. You are one hundred percent right. But unfortunately, NFL teams and general managers and coaches are enamored with this idea of. Potential, oh, yeah, but look, but look what, look what, look where it got him. Correct, I'm not saying you're wrong, say I am 100% your out, of right.
3: the recent, out of the recent one, number one draft picks over the past five years, right? Who has been the most, I would say, impactful out of the number one picks? Um, I, I don't think Mahomes was the number one, was he? I don't, yeah, he wasn't, he was like number eight or nine.
0: Was... Who's the Browns quarterback again? Uh
2: Mayfield.
0: Was he for did he go one?
2: I yeah. Was, yeah. I'll tell you right now. So the last five, the last five were Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, who went to the Bengals. Unfortunately Kyler, got injured. Yeah, Kyler Murray, who uh Kyler Murray, who won rookie of the year. And um, yeah, yeah, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, and Jared Goff. Those are the last <laughs> five number one picks. How Two many rings are between there.
3: those five? No. How many injuries between those five?
0: A lot. The only person who's been to a Super Bowl out of the five is golf. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. golf yeah. has been
2: to the Super Bowl. Yep. And they got embarrassed. Yep. And then even and even further back, you had Jameis Winston. Jameis uh-huh. Winston before that. 30 the, last, Thirty. the last Super Bowl champion. The last Super Bowl champion. Um, in the last, I would say. There's only been two Super Bowl champions mm-hmm. since 2004 for a number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. The 2004 number one draft pick being Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. And then the next one was the 2013 number one draft pick for the Kansas City Chiefs, who was a tackle, Eric Fisher. Those are the last two, the only two number one draft picks since so 2004.
3: Tell these, so tell me again at how teams – are enamored with the future if the future has not yielded as much as the as their current investment in their core has, though.
2: Well, that, that's what I mean. They're, they're, they're more invested in, like, who can I draft the next one up? who next shiny new toy? That's that's their whole thing. We all know number one pick doesn't always translate to winning a Super Bowl, but they're always enamored with those, with that shiny yeah, new
3: toy. Be the, yeah, because it'd be the worst teams. The worst teams normally get the best picks. So right. you're, you're, it's not that you're you're enamored with the shiny new thing it's that you want. How it's working right now is not how it's working. How how it's going to work in the future. But you know, case in point, Russell Wilson still has a lot of gas in the tank. He can still bring a team a ring. I feel. Yeah. He
1: You just need protection. That's all. He, I needs.
3: Think he needs protection, and I think that he needs more weapons on that field. He has not had solid weapons in years. You get what I'm saying? You put. You put almost any top-tier quarterback where Tom Brady was with that same team, and they're winning that Super Bowl because of the defense. It wasn't a Tom Brady magic. You put an Aaron Rodgers in that same position, he's winning that Super Bowl. You put Russell Wilson in that situation, he's winning that too. Drew Brees is winning that too. Ben Roethlisberger is winning that too. So let's let's not keep in point. Let's not forget. How important protecting the quarterback and protecting your defense is when it comes to the grand scheme of things? That's absolutely.
0: absolutely, 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 absolutely. So boom, mic drop. So <laughs> oh. about the choking, Pete. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I was actually in her on her on her <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why I got quiet. I'm like, right. hey, it yeah, wasn't. Hey, listen, it wasn't last week. She woke up and showed violence last week. This is true. <laughs> so
2: but I think the real violence, Dre, is gonna be next week. Cause no. next week, live on the oh. Your Sports Show, we will finally be figuring out who is the real champion as the real. Team goes one on one against BK Matt in our setup. first ever Your Sports Show trivia. Oh. Show
0: and hold setup. on. You know what we're about to do? It's They're about to have setup. a they about to have a face-to-face, but it'll be after this next topic. We'll let them have a face-to-face a after this, setup. this very last topic that I really want to touch on. Um, Jerry, Sammy Zane and his camera crew. It's a setup.
1: That's what this is. I think I don't know what's going on.
0: We threw him out of the truck. So, WrestleMania. We finally get what we've been asking for. Just need to be Bianca finished, Belair versus Sasha Banks. Um the level of importance of this match is through the roof more than we can can probably quantify by, by speaking about it. Um, but Matt, stop. no, I'm sorry. I didn't start with um, the reverend today. <laughs> um, Dr. Uh, Peter Luther King Jr. How can you uh, quantify? It's, it's Petey Jackson. Pete Jackson. <laughs> Rosado Parks. Talk to us.
2: Um, first off, the optics of this match are incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. We have two young, incredibly gifted and athletic black women um in one of the in one of the main events at the biggest professional wrestling show in the world, right? Say what you want about Wrestle Kingdom. Say what you, Wrestlemania is the Super Bowl of professional wrestling. Um, And you have two young, and here's the thing. I don't think this is the last time you're going to see either one of these women in a Wrestlemania main event. These two women have long careers ahead of them as long as nothing, uh, uh, injuries or anything befalls them. And of course, we don't. We don't wish that on either one of these women. Um, I. I have been very vocal on this show where I said even though I believe Sasha versus Bianca is the better match and it is the bigger box office match, I did want Bianca to challenge for the Raw Championship just because I felt that. Taking it off of Sasha, because I do agree with what Tay said, uh, even late in late 2020, early 2021, about wanting to see this run with Sasha. And I've only thought that Sasha's run has gotten better as it's continued. Um, I felt that it was a safer situation to put Bianca in the Raw title picture and have her win the Raw championship than putting her in the SmackDown picture. But again, I do agree this is a the, the bigger match, the more box office match, the more Hollywood match. I think it's going to be incredible. Um, and honestly, I don't think we go wrong either way. I think Sasha winning, uh, depending on how it's done, can still raise Bianca's stock. Bianca winning will be a huge moment. I don't know if maybe it's too soon um, for that to happen. Pull the trigger. But I, 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 think we go. I think we can win either way. But I do agree with you, Tay. Yeah, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it now. And that is the one deficit the WWE has had at times where they miss they miss the trigger. They miss the trigger, and they pull it after they should have done it. And they, they usually seem to miss that moment. They've been better with it the last couple of years, pulling the trigger on Kofi pulling the trigger on the Roman Reigns heel turn, pulling the trigger, I hopefully, with Bianca. Uh, we, we saw it at the Rumble, and now hopefully at WrestleMania. So um, I, I was happy to see it. Um, I think it's going to be an incredible match.
3: Can you imagine what it must feel like as a woman and as a woman of color to see the most hyped main event for WrestleMania feature two women who are beautiful who are strong, who are athletic, who are role models. You know what I'm saying? This is the second time you'll see a main event featuring women. The first time was just a couple of years ago, and it shows you how the complexion of main events are seen. You get what I'm saying? Like last year, you really can't kind of, unfortunately, because the COVID-19 pandemic kind of smashed everything into the ground. You get what I'm saying? But look at, you know, you had Ronda. Yeah, it's the main event hope. Oh. Uh, well, it has to be the main event of one of the nights.
0: I hope so. Yeah, it has, absolutely to, has to. It has it absolutely to.
3: has to be. It shows that this is really on point, on pulse. It's the proper time. I think these are the, the, the best two women for the job. I think that they're going to perform their asses off. I think it's going to be a great match, and I think it's the match that everybody wanted to see. You get what I'm saying? Um, I think that, like you said, Pete, um, it's, for me, it's not the Hollywood match. The Hollywood match would be Bianca versus a Charlotte. You get what I'm saying? That's the Hollywood match. This is the, the this is the intentional match. This is the reflection match. This is the one that little girls could look up and say that we could main event WrestleMania twice. You get what I'm saying? Um, I think it's the right time. I think they're the right ones, and I and I, and I don't see any other person kind of any other superstar at the time on either roster like having this much significance you get what I'm saying at this moment um Bianca I don't think it's too soon you get what I'm saying for Bianca I I think that when the time is right the time is right there's such a wealth of talent on both rosters on the women's division the men's division too but we're talking about women right now you get what I'm saying and I feel that no matter who wins the belt at WrestleMania, it elevates the division for all. I think that Asuka, if you have to give Asuka her flowers, because she was the breakout star of the pandemic on the raw
0: side. Absolutely.
3: No one was able to do what Asuka's been able to do over the past year with Becky's absence. You get what I'm saying? Because you know Becky was kind of the next big thing for for Monday Night Raw and for the women's division. And just seeing how Bianca feels so comfortable in the spotlight, you get what I'm saying? Shows me that she is up next and her time is now. Belt or no belt?
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, Matt, I'll let you have the last word on this. Rock and roll. Um well when she won the Rumble,
1: um, Bianca Belly, I'm I'm speaking of, when she won the Royal Rumble, I felt the sense of, you know, excitement of the possibility of where this was gonna go, being that Sasha was the champion. And I'm like, all right. We know what I know what I want. And you know, speaking to my counterparts, I'm like, all right, I know they want the same thing that I want, you know, with with the community is a little weird. You don't know what they might necessarily want, but I think we are all on point for this match and for it to finally be announced, for it to finally be happening. This is two beautiful black women in this spotlight for WrestleMania, which is one of the biggest shows, the biggest show in wrestling. And, we have two beautiful black women as headliners. So the, the the sense of importance this is for me as a father of two little girls, two black little girls, I'm excited for their future because they can use this this match as as like a, a, a starting point on I can do whatever I set my mind to. I'm excited. I'm proud. I'm, I'm low-key like, I'm on the edge of my seat cuz I can't wait for I can't wait to see it because you know what you're getting when you're when you seen a Sasha Banks match. You, you you know the potential in a Bianca Belair and to put these two in this spot for this match is just it's just all inspiring I can't, I can't. There's words that I can't really come up with to explain the feeling. I'm just excited. It's mm-hmm. honestly, I don't really care for all the other matches that are there. Granted, I'm gonna watch it. This is the match that I'm looking the most forward to.
3: Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I and I would have loved to see Roman versus Daniel Bryan too. Definitely. I think that would have been amazing as well. Um I think both Royal Rumble winners picked SmackDown. Nobody got picked on Raw.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting thing that both of the both of the Rumble winners picked SmackDown champions.
0: And I'm just like, so what's gonna happen? SmackDown is the A show though. So, AKA, shout out to Bobby
1: Lashley, who's in that in that in in in, in the picture. I'm excited about that too. And shout out to the Miz. That's another. I
3: called it, Pete. I saw something in Bobby Lashley on Monday that I have not seen in him in a long time. Nice. That that tenacity was there, and it's, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I hope that this one day leads to a a Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley um, situation. I'm just give I'm
0: praying. God, God, give us this. this. <laughs> hey,
1: and and while we are giving our shout out, shout out to Apollo Cruz. Ooh, and, wow, boy, boy.
0: Yeah. boy. I also quickly want to shout well, out.
3: We were tardy. We already out. Yeah. So we were also, tardy.
0: I, I also want to. Yeah. Sorry. I you also want to give a, a, a shout out to Braun Strowman for for taking everything that Lashley gave him. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, and I, I, think that's I a need the
3: number to Braun's personal trainer. Yeah, he lost really? mad weight. You no, know, he and he looks amazing.
0: Yes, actually. and he's moved. You see the great. way he hits the ropes? Oh, man. He
3: looks great. He looks great.
0: But while we're
1: speaking on WrestleMania, I'm just like, I'm I'm like, I hope they do something with the women's tag title, the women, the raw women's title. I felt like Oscar's being like not shown as much as she's supposed to be. And she's in that position. So I'm, I'm hoping something comes out of that. I hope it's not the same bet like we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Which is her and Charlotte. I hope it's not that. Um, I hope they do something with NXT. Well, they. It's, uh, mm, yeah,
0: that's yeah, probably we'll see. See. You're probably right. I hope we'll see. But, well, yeah. um, we'll talk more about WrestleMania next week because we we have to see what's going on with Raw and then Fast Lane is two weeks from then. But again, as Pete mentioned, the final. Um, The final show of pick five that um like Tay said it and I I agree we've been dragging it a bit because the Super Bowl was like a month ago. Um Tay Nickel win versus Tay versus BK her win. Sad. So you guys will have your (laughs) trivia
1: Really? Can how does this even make how is this okay. even there? All
0: right, all right. Because we don't have too much time left. You guys will have your final final face off and say what you guys have to say. Of course, I will add music behind this in post production. Um <laughs> but please, you guys Matt, say what you, you have first. to say. Hold on, let me remove well, I
1: gotta go first, ladies first. first. That's what let me
0: let said. me remove ladies first. Let me remove Ooh, myself. Ladies
1: first, ladies first. Remember that? No. So- it's that song. You should know it. Well.
3: We Go. It first. Anyway, I don't even know what they what they want us to do. Like, I think they want, to specify,
1: they want to specify how you cheated to get in this, this, this position. How I cheated to get in this position. You know how you cheated to get You I just chose cheated. all the same teams that me and Pete was going to choose. Are, to you, lead. You, Are thought you thought clean? you were safe. I thought serious? you were safe. And you I never would have made up. it. But you I made it. i here. new school. I wasn't even supposed to be here, but I made it, and I'm here, and I'm going to win. Even though y'all trying to set me up for failure and keep on this trivia thing, we could have made choices for the chamber, but no, we got to do trivia. Yeah, we wow. are. And, I knows everything, that's and that's what's what not what right. gonna she do. Because got a PhD, right. I don't even have that. You're I can't even spell PhD. So I want to make it a trip to the episode. Like I don't even remember about. what I ate you're for breakfast. breakfast
3: this morning. And, and I hope you, because I it's not right, it's not
1: fair, something's going up, I don't get it. Somebody need to call for me saying I'm being cheated. It's but not even right. Down next Just pull an L on L. I won. I won. You can win and anything. I can win Tom Brady, like, oh, no. Oh, you oh, knew what, it, you it. Was. You say knew that. what
3: it was. You knew what it was. It's okay. I, I, was should the, I should get the W Any time on grip. Anytime a rip. woman beats you all I should get the W off. Aaron
1: Rodgers right. is my MVP, and I should get the W on grip. Nobody cares about Aaron Everybody cares about Aaron Rodgers. You know why? Because he's the
0: MVP. He didn't He's with the MVP, MVP. MVP, just like I am of this league. I'm the MVP in
3: this league. Yeah. I never would have made it, play. and I made it. You, you thought play. you had a W, but you didn't.
1: Hey, you can win, and the now they're trying to set it up the you for the time. It's you to win. Not even gonna, right. You're going in the second us, place. He going to some, place. He gonna give us some. He gonna give us some question like, who is the head coach of the ABA? Wait, Michigan, topics and stuff from 7 Pro. You gonna give us some stupid question like that? Like I'm supposed to remember that? Concede.
0: Well, well, we, you know, our two contestants. Which are, are very,
1: the new school haircut. Are, are very
0: fiery. They, they're know, fired up right know, now. So I, 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 I ain't get on. Right? I
1: ain't get on that wig that you got from the 99 cent store. Don't be coming yeah, at me my, like my that. Wig was, oh my god! My, don't, don't do that. All right. More than your car,
2: homie.
3: I bet it does. Yeah, I, pay, I, pay, I pay $700 for my wig, baby. Well, you need to get some money back. You, you
1: know what? And I said that I have <laughs> three wigs right
0: about now.
1: So, Still ain't going to help you. need to get another wig. You need to get a wig that has okay, an L in you it. It's, it's you lose. You're, losing this, you're losing this. You're losing this trigger. You're losing go. Behalf. My on behalf next- of it's the two
0: mine. arguing parties, the that Queen, it's, For BK it's
1: Max.
3: more than your whole life. So For the voice of this colors.
0: generation, it, people know, it, is it is your boy.
3: It's $700 a wig, baby, to look like the Queen. <laughs>
1: so it
0: is your boy, big baby. baby. On of
1: nice.
0: Signing nice. off. Nice.
1: Peace.